Hey everybody, welcome to episode 134 of the Masterclass. My name is Cam. I am joined for, well, I guess the 134th time by my co-host, Mr. David Hogue. What's up, my friend? Ah, uh, well, just happy to be here, happy to podcast. I had a thought when you said episode 134 Ooh, that this is going to be one of the most um, extreme tangents. The Bears. We're off to a great start. The, the Bears, Bears. The Chicago the Bears. Bears okay. Are a hundred years old this year. This is their one hundredth season. The upcoming season. The like upcoming this season. This fall. Okay. All right. So they are putting a one in front of all of their jersey numbers. No, they're not. Yes, they're gonna have three. Seriously. Digit- yes. And so <sighs> Walter Payton would have been number one thirty-four. That is a very, very stupid decision. That's going to look the, the all season, their numbers. So, my, like, my understanding and Mitchell Trubisky is going to be 115, 110, I think. Oh, isn't he number okay. 10? I don't know. Uh, I'm just happy I knew his name. So, this is so it's, it's, it's off social media, so take it for what it's worth. But I did see somewhere. Are you sure this wasn't posted on April Fool's Day? It might have been. I just, I cannot see the NFL letting them do that. <laughs> Putting three digits on their jersey. Oh, it would look so ludicrous. <laughs> and I know it would only look ludicrous because it's always only ever been one or two digits. And there's nothing inherently wrong about three digits. But, dude, yeah. it would look so silly. So, yeah. So, when you said 134, that's what I... I mean, it would make it really easy to not be a Bears fan where I live, which is currently kind of hard. So... Oh, you really think you're going to get sucked into rooting for the Bears? No, I don't think that, but, but <laughs> you know, one more touting, my, touting all of my Detroit and Michigan attire around, you know, this blue-collar town in Illinois is, you know, it's kind of like having a scarlet letter, shall we say. But if you go ahead and put three digits on your jerseys, ah, uh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're making fun of me? Doesn't your team have three digits? Anyways. Uh, that being said, I do really want to go see a game at Soldier Field because holy cow, that place looks awesome. It is. It is. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that was smug. Anyways, uh, we got through two verses last time, which is, you know, I guess not really par for the course. That's a little short, but man, what a conversation. Yes, and I think you nailed it. It looks like it was an April Fool's joke. Oh, thank God. Oh. That makes me happy. I was like really stressed. So, okay, here's no, okay, well, let me explain why. I'm impressed that you called that. Because it's just so ludicrous. Like, in the timing, I mean, obviously it was, you know, two and a half weeks ago as, as we're recording, but it's like, oh, that seems like a good April Fool's joke because it could happen. Like, yes. it would be a bad choice. But that could slide because the Bears and their legacy and the prestige of the organization and, you know, all their history and why wouldn't they? But it's also just like, ew, at the same time. So let me explain why this offends me so deeply. And it's not even <laughs> it's not even because I'm a Michigan guy and just I just don't like the Bears. What people that listen to the show that don't know me personally uh, will not know is that like sports aesthetics are very, very important to me. Colors, color scheme, uh, logos, typography, uh, uniform compilation, all that stuff like really matters to me. And 
Uh, it's one of the reasons, outside of the fact that Joey Harrington played at Oregon before he was Alliance quarterback, uh, that Oregon is my second favorite football team in college after Michigan, because holy crap, their jerseys are insane in every <laughs> way possible. Their shoulder pads used to have fake corrugated steel to make them like look tougher and harder, which I thought, now they have wings because you know they're ducks. But so, like, anyways, sports aesthetics is a huge thing for me. Uh, it I will immediately not like a team if their color scheme is bad, if their jersey design is poor, whatever. So when a football team that I already don't like wants to put a third digit on their jerseys, that ship has sailed. You are dead to me forever. So, anyways, not at all important, nor related to our topic. I just wanted to oh, explain to you why my body temperature is high right now, because, <laughs> oh, it's just gross. Yeah, so just doing a quick little uh, scan of the internet as you were talking. It's basically kind of... Thanks for paying attention. I appreciate it. Oh, no, I was listening to you, because I, <laughs> I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I heard what you said. I know, I'm just being a jerk. Because uh, I, I do agree wholeheartedly with you on that, and... Here's the other thing that I've found is looking back on things from like the 80s that I used to not like about uniforms and things are now some of my favorite things. And one of those is being... Such as? So the Milwaukee Brewer emblem, that's the M and the B that looks like a ball glove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, was not notch. a big fan of that in the mid-80s. That's a solid logo. But like in retrospect, I'm like, that... Like, I will buy a Milwaukee Brewers hat just to have the old MB ball glove with the baseball. Yeah, their current, so. their current setup's garbage. But the old, yeah, the old school, like the royal blue with the bright yellow, the, the MB glove mm-hmm. is, is really nice. You know who else has a really clever logo? Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. This is true as well, yeah. The, the deer antlers that shape the basketball in between them. It's like, if you don't know it's there, you won't see it. It's like the arrow in FedEx. In the FedEx logo, if you don't know the basketballs in the antlers, you probably won't see it. But the second you know about it, you're like, oh my gosh, they hit a basketball in the deer antlers. That's genius. Yes. Two teams from Milwaukee. Who knew? Yeah. I would say it's the other mistake by the lake, but it's way better than, <laughs> it's way better than Cleveland in every way. Yeah, different state, different lake. It's fine. Milwaukee's actually a really cool town. I've been multiple times, both times for weddings, actually, and really kind of neat to walk around and, and check out all the... The downtown area, all that stuff. Anyways, we should have a pop culture sports and travel podcast, Dave. <laughs> there you go. So many people would listen. At least you and I would. Well, maybe. We, ha- we had at one point been searching for a, a second, well, I guess a third podcast about all this ancillary stuff that we talk about, and it never came to fruition, but much like James Bond, never say never. Never. Are we going to talk about James Bond at some point on uh, It's a Trap? We certainly could. I think we shall. All right. Well, that was an awkward segue. Let's talk about Jesus. (laughs) Do you want to read? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Now you got some Uh, editing to do. Nope, that's staying in. Oh, okay. The people got to see how the sausage is made, Dave. <laughs> Just as long as they cook it, it'll be fine. Okay. So we're on Romans eight twenty-eight through 30 tonight. And we'll see where that takes us. 
And now we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. This one might make me want to quit podcasting. It could. There's a. I know, I mean, we said last time that this is probably the densest five verses we've covered, being the two from last episode and the three from this one. Um, The amount of theological weight being thrown around here is just, like, sumo wrestler sized. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I should be in a sumo diaper while I do this. (laughs) You're welcome for the visual, folks. Though I'm sure none of you actually know what I look like, so I'm incited to see... uh, should you tweet at me? What the... No, don't do... I don't want to. Ew. Never mind. That is definitely getting cut. <laughs> and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Okay. This, to me, without just off the cuff, screams prosperity gospel to me. Yeah. That's exactly and, where my brain went. And I know that that can't be true. Because the prosperity gospel is garbage. So, that leaves me, or leads me to believe, rather, that there has to be more to this than surface-level interpretation of, God wants my life to be good all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know what to do with that, really. I guess... The first thing would be working together for good would be who's good would be the question. My good or God's good. My purposes or God's purposes. And then what is your definition of good? Is I think that's... <laughs> it depends on what your definition of is is. is. <laughs> that was a terrible impersonation. <laughs> My Bill Clinton's gone down the drain. I'm ashamed of myself. That was just a random Southern person. So yeah, so what is the definition of good, and then whose good is it? And for those of you that I think perhaps might be thinking uh, we're splitting hairs here, I I don't think so, because words matter, their definitions matter, and their uh, subjects, or objects, I'm not sure what the correct grammatical term there is, because it's late and I'm tired, they matter, right? So what the word means and who that word uh, is attached to is important. Uh, without that sort of stuff, language is garbage. I'm on a roll tonight, Dave. I don't know what's coming out of my mouth. So, we mentioned the the prosperity gospel. Yes. I would say that one of the things that we, oftentimes when defining something, you can say what it doesn't mean. Ooh, the anti-definition, yes. And so, when we say good, I think the two things that you have to so the prosperity piece, that is not what it is. And then the second thing for me is it doesn't mean you're going to be comfortable. And and I think those are, when when I think of good, I naturally go towards, oh, things are going to go well for me, prosperity, and I'm not going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to be at ease um, because God works things for the good. Right. So. 
it's easy, like as you said, it's easy to think of good as like material good, right? It's all going to work out for those who love God. Uh, all things will work together for my comfort, for my bank account, for my, you know, villa in Milan. But it does say, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. So it is talking about us, right? Yeah, yeah. Those who love God, all things work together for good. And so, therefore, if we can say that, yes, it is talking about us, believers, people that have been saved, right, are part of God's family, his kingdom, it is working together for our good, then the definition for good becomes incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Because if we define good, as you said, as comfort and as material well-being and ease of existence, then we could easily see this verse as Paul saying, yep, you go for it, capitalism. Let that be your savior. Yeah. The other piece that I think that is in this is, is that, to in essence, when we get to heaven, well, those things will be true as well. You know, there's that there's the eternal perspective versus the here and the now. And so, um, will I, when I get to heaven, have everything I want? Yes. Will I have everything I need? Yes. Uh, will I be at comfort? Will um, I be made whole? Absolutely. Uh, but I, I'm not a big fan of of Christianity from the perspective of it's all in the future. It's not now. And our walk, our journey here on this earth matters. Um, much like the words matter. And so I do believe that when it's talking about our good, it is, it's referring to this life as well. It's not this eternal thing that's far off that we're hoping for. Right. And, and oftentimes what's good for us isn't necessarily comfortable or enjoyable. Yep. Like it is good to stay in cardiovascular shape. It's not fun to do so. Especially if you're like me and you got out of shape. Yes, I hear you. Getting back into it is, you know, it's all of the work plus undoing all of the, you know, the laziness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there was a number of times growing up where, like, there was stuff I didn't want to do. My parents were like, well, it doesn't matter. It's good for you, so you need to do it. I don't (laughs) care what you want to do. This is the requirement. You need to do it. You will benefit from it in the long run. And of course, as like a 13-year-old, you have no ability to see the the long game. Nope. Because everything is like right here in front of you and everything's changing and your voice is going like this all the time and things are hard, right? Yep. But think of that in an eternal scale, right? God can see everything at the same time. And so for him to tell us that something is good for us long-term is going to be infinitely greater. The difference between what he sees as good long-term for us versus what we see as good for us, that difference is going to be infinitely greater than like the difference between a parent and a 13-year-old about what's good for you long-term. Why do I have to shower? Because you smell, and it's good for you not to smell. I don't want to shower. Like that, times infinity, is the difference between what God sees as good for us and what we see as good for us. Like, we want to be comfortable because, well, we're lazy and being uncomfortable <laughs> sucks, right? Yes. God's like, no, 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 you don't get it. The only way you change and grow 
is when you're uncomfortable, when you're stretched, when you're outside of your comfort zone, when things are difficult, when there are trials and tribulations that cause you to do new things, break old habits and create new ones. Um, and that's like a super, I think, basic view of it. But like we have to see what God says is good for us as good for us and understand that just because it's good for us doesn't mean it's going to be fun, easy, or painless. And I think a lot of times we want it to be fun, easy, and painless. And God's like, yeah, that's not in my Bible. I don't know where you read that. <laughs> Probably heard it at some church somewhere. Probably. And I'm really happy that I did not name names or point fingers there. So I filtered, Dave. That's <laughs> difficult. It is. So we've talked just that, you know, being parents um, helps bring some perspective on these Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of things. Uh, I had a a fourteen year old runaway the other day that I dealt with at work, and I was like, uh, "You don't have a fourteen year old, Dave. I don't know what you're talking." <laughs> <of."> <laughs> yeah, fourteen year old runaway at work, and it was one of those kinds of things. Of he basically said, "You know, if you make me go back to the place that I'm being, that I'm staying at now, I'm just going to run away again. So don't take me there." Well, it was a sun- it was a Saturday morning. And you, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, I'm like, look, you're going back there. There aren't a whole lot of options. And he said, I don't care. This is what I want right now. I don't want to be there. Yeah. And it just like two things that like flashed in my mind was just that idea of, I get that this isn't what you want right now. And even in that, I can't imagine being a 14 year old that you're, you're in the system and you're getting bounced around and you're having to live in places that really isn't home and you're with other obnoxious teenagers and it's just a crappy situation to be in. So from that standpoint, I, I, but I also had that moment of like going, I have done this job for longer than you have been alive. And I've been dealing with runaways since before you were, you know, existed. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you from my perspective that it is better for you to go back to the place where you're at and not to continue to run away because then you get a no run order and there's just all these things that start getting tacked onto you where your freedom, it it, it seems like in the moment your freedom increases, but in the long run, your freedom decreases. You really get less and less options as to where you can go and where you can do till ultimately, if you continue down the path that you're on, you're going to be basically in kid jail, you know, you're going to be locked up in Mm -hmm. in juvenile intake and just had that moment of like, we are so consumed by the here and now all of us are. And God's coming from this perspective of, I've been doing this longer than you've been alive. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. And it, it, like, I, I hope it's cause it, it did. It just hit me. of just like, like I'm here. I am telling this kid, Trust me, I know. I've seen it. I've experienced it. You know, the first runaways that you, they probably have kids that are older than you now that I dealt with. And, but it's so difficult for us to trust that perspective. It's difficult for us to trust that somebody may know better than we do. Um, Mm. especially somebody that we're not in a relationship with, you know, especially in somebody that we don't perceive as having my best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- so that just added an, a, an additional element for me beyond just being the parent of a kid. Cause this young man that I was dealing with, very intelligent, very articulate, 
it was it was here and now for him, and he didn't care that I had a broader perspective. Yeah, it's man, that's such a good like. I know it happened in real life, but like that's such a good metaphor for what God's saying here in this passage. Because when you're in the thick of it, everything really is right here, right in front of your face, right? Like when you're in that mode of, you know, panic or fear or excitement or whatever, like everything is so visceral mm-hmm. and, and you, you, you really can't think long term because your feelings are so heightened in your, in your senses, right? Like, especially for, you know, that young man, like choosing to run away from a foster home because that seemed like a better option than where he was. Like, that's incredibly like heartbreaking that yeah. a kid is in that situation. And then for you to then tell him like, no, really running away is not a good option because in the long run, you're going to have less and less freedom, less, less options moving forward to the point where you said he could wind up in juvenile intake, which is like the exact opposite of running away. Like you're literally locked up and detained mm-hmm. and like you think about if you correlate that with what, you know, God is telling us through the Bible and, and, and the gospel and sending Jesus is like, you can keep running away from me. You can, you have that choice, right? But the more you run away from me towards that freedom that you think you're gaining, ultimately you're going to wind up in my intake, which is hell, mm-hmm. which is infinitely worse than any freedom or sorry, any restrictions we felt along the way. So, God's like, I know what you want. I know the desires of your heart. Here is what I'm telling you is good and holy and upright and righteous and worthy of your pursuit. Follow those things. You know, put your, set your mind to things that are above and at the things of the earth. Do the, just trust me. And it all comes down to trust, right? Uh, yeah. The person giving us advice or guidance or wisdom is someone we don't trust. We're never going to listen. No. You know, and that kid didn't know you from Adam. He didn't, he saw a police officer. He didn't know that, you know, you are a kind and gentle and uh, wise and caring and loving individual. He just saw a badge, probably. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but like in that moment when things are so visceral and you're getting picked up by a police officer, you're not his friend. Right. Even though you're trying desperately to tell this kid, like, listen to me, I have really, really good advice for you right now, right? And it's just really, really interesting to me how it's so easy for us to put our feelings and our reactions before our understanding. Mm -hmm. It's crazy to me that God would give us something like the Bible that is so rich and so deep and so full of truth and wisdom and guidance for our lives and us just go, ah, I mean, I know it says that, but like this over here looks way more appealing. (laughs) And it's just like, when you see someone else doing it, you want to be like, what are you doing? You know, but in your own life, the justifications or the little slides here and there make all the sense in the world. And it's like, no, God has said this stuff here is good. This stuff here is bad. And we like to go play in the bad sandbox a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's the more we talk about this, the more frustrated I get with myself because I, I know me, 
I know my sin. I know my proclivities. I know my leanings. And it's like, I want to do the things that God says aren't good. Oh, absolutely. And the things that God and the things that God says are good. Like I'll get to that later. You know, it's like the the spiritual version of like making my bed and doing the dishes. Like I'll get to it later. <laughs> I'd rather play video games. No, you moron. Make your bed, do the dishes, mow the lawn, take care of your business, you know. Be responsible. Oh, yes, yeah, just anyways. I'm I'm rambling at this point, but I hopefully my point has somehow been made and all of that. Yeah. So it also says for those for the the second part of verse twenty eight says for those who are called according to his purpose. And I think we kind of one, I think the working together together is somewhat conditional. Uh on the front end it's those who love God. So there's there's kind of a conditional piece to this of it's not for everybody. It's certainly for those who love him. And then on mm-hmm. the second end of it, it talks about for those who are called according to his purpose. This isn't a nice little verse that you get to kind of claim when it's convenient <laughs> for you. Yeah, right. Uh, but there's certainly an element of it should be um, comforting. It should be promising for those who... Um, do pursue him, do desire to be in relationship, do uh, desire to know him, uh, that there is this promise of uh, good being worked out for us. Agreed. Man, there's just, there's a lot there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Do you want to, it's, we're 28 and a half in, do you want to keep going or do you want to end it? and do 29 because i feel like if we do 29 we have to do 30 if we do 29 we have to do 30 and i think we're looking at well over an hour another. episode yeah yeah <laughs> so you cool with just going to the uh outro then sure yeah all right i'll i'll do my best to make a segue <laughs> <laughs> the show it's gonna end up being 24 minutes by the time it's all said and done but no i mean because we have the intro like it I'm I'm I'd rather have a tight 25 minute show I, I hear you than a rambling hour and 12 minute show. Sure. I would you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, just so much there to talk about. Um I think we're going to call it here. Do another short episode just because 29 and 30 are they're in a whole episode in and of themselves. So, um, Dave, do you have any uh, closing thoughts or ideas that you want to share, or are we uh, good to send this ship off into the into the horizon? I think we're good to send the ship. the The only other thing that does even stand out for me is 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 I started to dig into was that you know those who are called according to His purpose. I think that called according to His purpose gets played out or fleshed out in twenty nine and thirty. I think there's kind of mm. that um, idea of, uh, you know, we're going to start talking about God foreknew, he predestined, you know, things like that. And, uh, well, forget all that. Just the concept of those who are called according to his purpose. I mean, there's a lot just in that right there. And mm-hmm. I think that's so where we're at um, to not bog down the listener and, and completely. Um, become consumed by, well, I'm rambling. So to avoid that, I think we need to be done. (laughs) I think that's fair. 
If you guys and gals have made it uh, this far into the episode, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and for your attention and for your willingness to let uh, Dave and I just talk um, and and you listen. Like, that's incredible. What would be super cool is if you check the show notes out, if you're listening on your phone, uh, depending on whatever podcast app you're in, you can swipe around. You'll find the show notes. They're there, I promise. There will be links to um, the scripture we talked about tonight. And maybe if I'm feeling extra special, some links to really, really, really good sports jerseys, just to accentuate the ridiculousness of our uh, opening conversation. (laughs) Um, But there will be links to uh, Dave's Twitter, to my Twitter, to our uh, collective email, to our Patreon page, to all that good stuff. So if you want to go beyond just being a listener and being a, a conversation partner, that would be awesome. Like. Dave and I talk together because, well, we like each other and we're friends and we like to think that we have decent ideas, but we know that there's plenty of other knowledge and perspective out there that we don't have. And so if you want to contribute to the conversation on the show here, you can get us on Twitter or or via email if that's your preferred communication method. And we would love to include that uh, in future episodes. So uh, that is out there for you if you want And uh, thanks to our Patreon supporters for helping make this possible. And uh, any other information, really, you can find at supermegacorp.net. And if not, just yell at me on Twitter. I'm at Cam Brennan. I will help you out as much as I can. And uh, Dave, I think that's that's it, my friend. Yeah, we'll catch them all next time. Indeed. Farewell. Bye.